Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for the Podcast of Hope, hour number two. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show, the special holiday show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Bretherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, and my new patrons, Jane Jewell, Dan Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, and the Geo Gearheads. Yay! If you would like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, this year, the Podcast of Hope selected uh, St. Jude's as its charity, St. Jude's life-saving mission of finding cures for children, battling cancer, and other life-threatening diseases. We need your help to reach our fundraising goal of $1,500 before the end of the special eight-hour all-star podcast. If you'd like to be a part, head on over to our events page, and I have it in my uh, lower third. But if you're listening, uh, the uh, website is events.stjude.org slash talk. And let me give you an update. Uh, as of right now, it is at $205. So we are 13% toward our goal tonight. And so to, uh, for hour number two, we are going to talk about gadgets. And who better to have on for gadgets is my good friend, Daryl W. Four. Thank you and welcome to hour number two. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here and supporting such a, a cool uh, organization. Yes. Yes, very much so, Daryl. I, I appreciate you uh, being on and... Um, uh, lending your support. So I've been uh, been looking forward to th- this whole time. I'm really looking forward to this hour. I'm I'm a I'm a gadget guy, but I'm I'm a I'm a gadget guy that needs that needs um, information. And so we're going to actually spend a lot of time. Um, we'll spend this hour. We're talking about some cool gadgets for the holidays, um, the holiday time. So, um, Daryl, what I'm going to do is I am going to bring up a lot of these on, um, on the, uh, share on the screen. So, um, that I think, and we'll just kind of talk through, uh, some of these and, um, they'll be in the show notes for everyone, um, to, to read all the, you know, we've got a lot of good info in the show notes. So this one will be up, uh, probably not tonight, <laughs> We had, uh, it'll, it'll be up tomorrow, uh, so you can check out what we talk about. So you don't have to make furious notes tonight. Uh, you can just uh, listen along and enjoy 
And uh, if you want to check any of the links out, uh, they will be available. So where should we start? Where do you want to go first? Well, well, I'd say let's go right down the list. We'll start with some of the uh, smaller, easier stuff. And I I always love to talk about uh, the space pens. I've been caching with space pens for 11 plus years now. Cool. And most of that came from uh, getting lucky and finding a really great deal on uh, uh, some space pens, getting hooked on them. Cool. And I start off with the bullet. Okay. It's your standard, basic, small, easy, pocketable uh, uh, pen. Okay. Great for going caching. But are you are, are you seeing it on the screen while it's coming up? It's it's loading. Okay. But they're you know they're a nice pen. Oh, cool. Small, easy. You have you know, but you have to take it apart, turn it around. You know, for twenty five dollars, it makes a great gift. It's a perfect tool for cashers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's list price. You can find it cheaper elsewhere. Right. But I ended up going to uh, one that's a little bit more expensive and that's the telescoping one just because it's so much easier and more convenient and I don't have to worry about losing the cap. Okay, cool. We're going to look so, at that one too. So let's, let's Yeah, see. I've had that one. Uh, it, it stays in my pocket like all the time. Okay. <laughs> so this one's always with me and I, I admit I probably use it less for caching than for other things. And just like when you're signing a check at the... Uh, a uh, restaurant or, you know, the server forgets to bring you the pen with it. You know, no sweat. This, I got it covered. Ah, this guy. Yeah. Oh, so, really cool. Yeah. They're they're. I think I paid like $30 for the last one from Amazon. Okay. But, you know, $50 or $40 roughly is the uh, list price. Now, do they actually, I mean, they, they do what they're supposed to do, I guess. I mean, you, you feel comfortable that you know, it's the old rights upside down. All that kind of yep. thing. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's why I love these things at work. You know, if uh, I have to sign a, a, a slip or something real quick on the go, it's you know, pop it out. I sign right on the door or the door frame or the right. wall. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yes. matter where it is. It writes anywhere. It's one of the few pens that I found that actually writes on the wet logs. Oh yes, that's so. It's nice for that. Now there are some things it does have problems with, but generally, if a pen would write on it, this will write on it a little bit better and it doesn't bleed like some of the other ones like the uh, uh, sharpies or the gel pens you know they tend to bleed on the wet paper yes these don't bleed nearly as much you know that's uh that is really important uh, we've got one pen over of all the pens we've ever tried you know over 10 years of geocaching and susan has one but you know uh, eventually run out. We're going to need, we're going to need something. So this would, this would be, well, and that's because... the interesting thing is all of the ones that I'm talking about tonight, then there's four we're going to mention. Yeah. All use the same refill cartridges and you can get those. Oh, uh, very cool. Cartridges. They're not terribly expensive. Now I haven't had, uh, too many run-ins except for losing the pen. Okay. And unfortunately it's always in the summer when yes. I'm wearing my cargo shorts. So that's the only time I've ever lost it. I've lost it twice in the last year. So oh. I had to buy two more of these things. But the first one lasted me probably nine years. That is, so well, that's, you got your money's it's, worth it. It's a good testament. Yeah, and but, I had to replace it, uh, the cartridge itself, cartridges. Uh, mm-hmm. twice. Okay. So they'll last quite a while, even though that's, they are small pens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, but still, that's that's quite a long time for, yeah. the, for a cartridge to last. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it, and it's not one that you're using every single day. Right. I mean, I'm but sure if I were to do it daily, yeah, you know, multiple times a day, it would be a lot worse. But for as little as you actually use one of these things, it lasts 
a long time. Yeah, long, and that, long time. That's the idea: is that you want to be reliable and you want to be ready to go. You know, dead because you know, geocaching can happen at any time. So you got to be absolutely, ready. absolutely. So this is this is my favorite one: is the telescoping one. But a lot of the cachers I know prefer the trekker. Okay, and that one has the uh, loop that you you know like a. Um, oh yes. Uh, what am I thinking of? The uh, like the keychain, yeah. the key ring loop, key you ring, know the spring yeah. rings. Mm-hmm. So that one will actually clip to like the lanyard for your GPS and it stays there. You just pop it out right on it. It's much smaller. The cap doesn't like flip around like it does with the bullets. So I have a hard time writing with it because it's too small. Oh, la- but okay. it's nice because you. it is small. Yeah. And it's got a little rubber grip to kind of help a little bit to, you know. It, right. The, and it, it's meant for the outdoors uh, guys, you know, the guys who are going out and want to make notes on the uh, like write and rain paper. Sure. So, well, you know, this is the kind of thing that's great for any outdoor person. And, you know, if you geocache either in the winter when it's, you're freezing to death. You found the, you found the law, you found the cache, you found the log, you want to sign it and you want to get going. You know, you want to have a pen quick. That's reliable. Um, you know, this one's got a good grip cause you know, you're, you may have gloves on during this time. So, you know, this looks like it'd be a, a, a good pen to, you know, like I said, link to your coat or something and then keep going. And yeah. And it's great with like wet hands cause of that grip as well. Right. So nice pen all the way around. However, they do have one that's even smaller, and that's even the smaller. stowaway. All right, we're going to pull up the stowaway, which I don't know if smaller – I'm like you, Daryl. I don't know if stowaway if, uh, or uh, if uh, smaller necessarily is, is a better – Well, option. a lot of the women I know who go caching love this because this one fits into uh, oh. their purse really nicely. Okay, and cool. I actually kept one in my car for a long time, and the problem that I had with that is it actually burst. Oh, no. You do have to be a little bit aware of the heat. And even on like the really hot days, if I'm hiking and it's kind of humid out, I've had the cartridge tend to leak a little bit in my pocket. So you do have to be a little bit aware of too much heat. I haven't really run into a point where it's too cold, but part of that is I keep it in my uh, jacket or my hand pocket. So it's always close enough to keep it warm. So good tip. Always keep it uh, warm, but never keep it too warm. Not too warm. Interesting. Well, that's a cool pen. Well, um, all right. So we're, we're, we're covered on pens. Yep. But we got to write on something. Yeah. And I, I love the write in the rain paper. It does have its issues. You know, that's something interesting because um, I like the write in the rain papers. Some people, though, and Daryl, you know, you've, you've heard people uh, who talk about it. They hate the right in the rain paper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're like the gel pens don't work cause they're water-based. Yeah. And that's probably why they don't like them. Exactly. They don't feel like they can sign them, but right. I don't know. I mean, I, when I, it's nice to see one in a cache, let me tell you. And, and well, and what I like to do is I get the printer paper and make my own logs with it. Right. So I don't use the inkjet printer because, well, sure. inkjet is water-based as well. <laughs> right, it's not going to work. With that running. Uh, it, well, they do have the uh, uh, paper that will work in the inkjet, or at least they used to. Yeah. I think they may have actually uh, abandoned that product because huh. uh, I don't remember seeing it on there. But now they have what they're referring to as a copier paper, which is for laser printers. And the paper or the printer that I tend to use 
is the uh, color laser printer. So if you have access to the color laser printer, and this is a chip that holds true with uh, any type of paper, but the color laser printers are actually a plastic that gets melted onto the page. So oh. they will actually be much more stable with the rolling and unrolling than a lot of the black and white printers. And they don't tend to have the same problems that you'll get with other uh, types of printers in the uh, wet conditions. Right, right. But I what I do is uh, print up my own log sheets mm-hmm. uh, for the caches. Sometimes I'll actually go so far as to leave the name of the cache right on there, printed on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually have the first defined box. Sure. But lately I've been getting into trying to 3D print caches, so I put the information about the source of the model right oh, on the uh, page. That's a good idea. Yeah, I've noticed, uh, yeah, you've... Uh, We'll, uh, if we have a moment, we'll, we'll talk about uh, your 3D printed caches in, in a few minutes because that's uh, always fascinating. I've always been fascinated by that. You know, yeah, since... I, I've been uh, hooked on it for uh, <laughs> years trying to find out more and more, and it's gotten uh, pretty cheap. So we'll get into the 3D printers later in the show. Yeah, we will. And you know, ever since Antaeus was on your show, and I, got, I, I was fascinated. And so, yeah, we, we've both been kind of fascinated by it. But, uh, um, yeah, right in the rain paper. I, I love it. So, um different things you can do with that. So, all right. So we've got paper, we got pens and now we're going to, we're going to head out. Uh, but we need to be prepared to head out on the trail. So, uh, yeah. And one of the things that uh, you hear so many people complain about is the, uh, battery power on their cell phones. Yep. So one of the most common things that, uh, all people are getting, not just geocachers have been these, Portable chargers, you know, the little battery chargers. Yeah. We're going to start with the monoprice. Yeah. Well, um, this one's actually a solar charger. So it's not the battery pack, but it's a little solar panel. So this is something that the uh, uh, geocachers can appreciate. Mm-hmm. You can take it, uh, uh, strap it on your backpack or something, head out on the trail mm-hmm. and charge up your uh, battery from mm-hmm. the uh, solar power. So a little bit of free energy while you're on the trail. That's and cool. this thing's under $40. That is cool. So this can actually use, obviously not just for batteries. You could use it for any kind of items you need, but obviously for geocaching. Because of the uh, slower charge rate from solar, because solar solar doesn't really have as much oomph necessarily. Yep. Uh, They generally tell you that you should plug into a battery, top off the battery. And a lot of these units will actually have the battery packs built in or in conjunction with them. Okay. I just picked the mono price one because it's a yeah. nice cheap one that you can find a cool one. You know, anytime you want. Yeah. So that one uh, gives you a good option, but then you can jump into the batteries. And of course, anchors are the big names that most of the outdoor people I know yes. use, especially like uh, Ingress and uh, Pokemon players seem <laughs> really hooked on the uh, anchors because it's good, cheap stuff that you can get at uh, Amazon. So, well, the, and you're gonna blow through your bat. You're gonna blow through your battery playing playing Pokemon Go or or absolutely, Ingress. absolutely. So the uh, Anchor Power Core Five Thousand is like the new basic one. People love these things because they're just so small. It's like oh, yeah. a, a lipstick container, and well, you I, plug that in and you go. Yeah, I've got one. I, I carry I carry with me um, in my pocket, and sometimes I put my. I usually put my phone in my pocket. A lot of times I just connect the two together when we're not doing anything and just let the two, you know, let it, let it repower my phone. If we're, you know, 
traveling down the trail. So absolutely. And the thing that I like about having these external battery packs mm-hmm. is they work on just about any phone. You yes. don't have to worry. And most of them will actually support uh, the tablets as well. You yeah. know, so you got something that works with just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got a, actually this, this, this current input, um, is what I have from my current phone because I have a Mophie, uh, uh, on my, on my phone and it, it carries the non, uh, it's a non Lightning connector. Yeah. It's not yeah. the, uh, yeah, it's not the, yeah. Uh, so it's Apple. a standard micro USB. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually, unfortunately starting to go away. Yeah. USB type C connectors have, uh, started to really roll out. So we're going to have some uh, cable issues over the next uh, year or so as people make the adjustments. Yeah. You know, that's something, um, you know, and most of the time we, we can all find cables that allow you to go from like the old standard USB to micro USB to, but you know, you've got these, uh, with Apple, you got the lightning and you've got, or not lightning. What's the Apple? There's yeah. Lightning is the Apple connector. And then the there's Apple. also the Thunderbolt, which isn't uh, Apple specific, but that's for computers. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But lightning uh, predates the uh, USB C. Mm-hmm. and has many of the same uh, functions. But you know what? I really prefer the lightning connector, actually, you know, the, the physical connector. I prefer the lightning connector over USB-C. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that, too. Cool. Well, let's see. What else? We've got some more power items. Yeah, so that's, that's a nice, small, portable one. Yep. You want something that's a little bit more functional, you can get into the uh, Astro E1. This one uh, is a candy bar instead of that cylinder, mm-hmm. so it... It, it's a little bit nicer in my opinion. Yeah. A little bit bigger, but I've had so much better luck with this one. Now, this is only 200 milliamp hours bigger, so it really isn't much different. But mine just lasts better. It's given me mm-hmm. a lot more hours out of the same battery. And the you know, batteries do tend to degrade over time. Yeah, because my the one I've got is starting to get where it just will not hold the charge like it used to, and it's you know it's about time to to retire it. But this one's not too bad. It's not no, it's, it's not it can fit in your pocket. Oh, absolutely, it fits nicely in your pocket. It's just a little bit bigger. Yeah, but it's different dimensions. So this one, if you're pocketing it, I like this better. Okay, if you're yep. putting it into like your purse or something, then yeah, you might want the uh, other one, that PowerCore five thousand, because that one it tends to work better in uh, like your backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're carrying, now, yeah, if you're carrying a, uh, your geocaching bag in some sort, you might be able to, you know, fit it in. Uh, oh, either. Yeah. Either one should fit into either kind of backpack or yeah. purse or whatever, but because it's flat, it tends not to roll around as much, mm-hmm. which is why I like it better in the pocket. And I've had better luck with my uh, Astro than with my power core. Okay. But this is the smallest of the Astros and it's, about the same price as that power core. They also have bigger ones. So I have one of the really big ones that's not made quite the same way anymore. Mine's, I want to say a 24,000 minute power one. Well, they now have a (laughs) 26,800 milliamp version. (laughs) That's that's incredible. You carry around one of these things. You are the best friend to everyone. (laughs) Yes, you are out uh, playing Pokemon Ingress if you're on the trail geocaching even, because this thing has uh, three ports on it, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. it's three ports. Three ports. So That's you can sweet. charge up three iPads, those big honking ones. 
Actually, yes. you can do it at a time. But you can, you can charge up just about everyone's uh, phone to 100% off this one twice. Well, this would be perfect for geocaching. Oh, absolutely. For for Because geocaching is on Christmas, traditionally, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, when you go geocaching, we're looking at uh, 24 hours? No, no, no. You start uh, just before sunrise and you end... Uh, just oh, okay. before sundown okay. w- uh, with an event. Uh, so I'm going to say it's only about uh, eight to 10 hours. Okay. I thought it was longer. We don't have something. that. No, we don't have that much sunlight up here. <laughs> well, that's Hey, night cashing. But yeah, but see, this is great. Cause uh, when you're in and out of the car, you know, you keep this right there and everybody can pop their, pop their phone on it and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going camping, it's a nice one to have uh, back at the campsite and there's even a little LED light on there. Not that it's something you really want to use like as a flashlight, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have if you're uh, keeping this by the bedside, you know, when we've mm-hmm. got uh, people over for the weekend and they're crashing on the uh, living room floor, right? you know, pull one of these things out, they can top off their batteries. And if they need it, they've got the little flashlight. Find it, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. but there are some of these flashlights that actually have the battery packs built in or that actually our battery packs with the flashlights built in. So I uh, pulled up a couple of those to show as well. And the first one is one I actually got on a really awesome deal on Amazon and said, I just got to try this thing. And it's the uh, Sinol 10,000 milliamp hour battery pack with an LED flashlight. Oh, this is sweet. Look at that thing. I I had a RAV power that's since been discontinued. And mm-hmm. I wish they had it because it was like that. Uh, standard uh, lipstick style that you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. But it had a ba- uh, ba- flashlight on it that was really nice. So That's I could cool. carry that thing around, use it as a flashlight. If the phone starts getting low, plug it in and charge it. Sure. Well, this one doesn't look to be too bad size-wise either. I mean, no, it, it's a little it. heavy, but it's not yeah. badly sized. It's you know, it's a good little flashlight too. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. That would be very handy instead of fumbling around. You know, I, I, you know, you're on the trail and you're, you're doing different things. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to have some of these items be incorporated into one another. So you're not, you know, constantly fumbling around and looking for my, you know, I got to find my power pack and then I got to find my lot, my flashlight. And, you know, and, you know, it's kind of nice. If they had a little pin that could slip inside of there, you can make like a, like a real, you know, uh, Swiss army knife type item, but still, sure. The idea here, the fact that you got the two together is awesome. Yeah, you're killing two birds with one stone. You know, you, even if you're not going to need a flashlight when you're out caching, you've got it with you. So it's it's a nice little tool for that. However, <laughs> Ram Power, even though they don't make my flashlight that I used to have, they made a new flashlight that's actually a UV light. Oh. So this is one I don't know. Looking at the uh, wavelength, whether yeah. it's going to work for a lot of those like uh, UV caches. But it's only fifteen bucks. Now yeah. it's also only a thirty-two hundred milliamp hour battery, so it's relatively mm, small. But still, that's a cool but for a cool little UV flashlight that you can carry around and yeah. serves double purpose. It is smaller and lighter than anything else, of course, because it's UV. It doesn't really work so well to light the trail. No, but it's great for night caches because a lot of times, I mean, uh, the night cache I have down here, the first step is you got to do UV to yep. to, to find the next. Uh, to find the information to get you to the next, to the next step. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's important in, uh, in the picture <clears throat> I'm showing 
for those who are just listening, it's the length, uh, a little little longer than a credit card. Uh, but uh, width-wise, it's about half the size of a credit card. So it's not huge. It's a good size. Right. Yeah, it's nice portable size. Yeah. And at $15 uh, list price, again, you can probably find it uh, cheaper if you uh, wait for sales or shop around mm-hmm. a bit. Seems like it would be a great tool for uh, adding to that cash bag without adding to the value of the cash bag quite yeah, so much. That's not, and the price is great. I mean, even if you do, like you said, you might be able to find it cheaper, but still. That's yeah. Not, nice little stocking stuffer for the uh, cashier in your family. Exactly. It's a good idea. So, so let's move on to something that's a little bit more expensive, not quite a <laughs> stocking stuffer. More of a regular gift. Yeah. These are going to be uh, interesting kind of gifts to keep you in touch when you're on the trail. Most of us uh, who go caching off uh, the beaten path know that cell phone reception tends not to be quite so good when you're out in the woods. So they've come up with this Gotenna product, and there's actually a couple of them, the original Gotenna, and they're coming out with a mesh product. I don't like the mesh product as much for geocachers because mm-hmm. that one you need to be uh, closer together, but it works across multiples. The Gotenna is just point to point. It's a VHF radio that allows you to do messaging and location from the smartphone, but over these VHF radios. So you can send messages and location, kind of like uh, walkie-talkie almost, but using the uh, smartphone. Yeah. So no data, but the app does give you the uh, uh, offline maps too. So that's a good way to have offline maps as well. But you're talking $150 for a pair of them. I've never tried them, don't know anyone who has, and they've not been out all that long. But what a cool idea. Yeah, so send messages even when there's no cell service. Share and request location information on detailed maps. Uh, One-to-one and group messaging or broadcast to anyone. Uh, and then send encrypted messages too. That's cool. That's off yeah. the, the, their website there. That's really cool. Right. Well, one of their uh, selling points is it doesn't store it on the server. Well, the reason they don't store it on the server is because there's no server to get to. <laughs> right. This is point to point. There's nothing in between. It's just the two of you or three of you yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're getting about a four mile range is what they're quoting. I'm I'm thinking it's more like a a mile. But if you're caching with a group of people yeah. and someone has to go uh, uh, talk to the trees for a little bit, yeah, still stay in touch. Or, and even better is if you're out there uh, scouring the area for a cache that uh, you think might have uh, gone missing. Yep, you can text back and forth and do locations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can kind of, because uh, a lot of times you're just hollering at each other and that doesn't work. And then since you don't have cell service, you can't, you know, talk to each other. So this is perfect for, because there's times, I mean, we've, our little group when we go out, there's times when we kind of do split up because, you know, and we don't necessarily get too far away, like you said, but we're still a little bit of a distance trying to, you know, cover as much ground as we can to figure out what's what's the deal with this missing cash or potential missing cash. Sure. Oh, and so, I keep thinking uh, like the mesh product would be really good for like a MOGA type event. Yeah. Because that one, it's, you know, sending the signals, repeating through all of the little guys, you know, these little mesh units. Yeah. So they don't have the range, but they uh, allow for a bigger range because it repeats. Oh, neat. Yes. So if you've got a whole bunch of them in like an event situation like that, you could actually uh, figure out where everyone is and talk with everyone else. So, you know, that could be kind of cool for an event if uh, not, not bad for people having them. Yeah. And not bad for people that are actually putting the, putting on the event. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, kind of like a walkie talkie, but it's on the phone. No voice though. So I'm thinking the walkie talkies are still oh, better. Yeah. But if, you know, if you're trying not to give away your location for something like the scavenger hunt, yep. it would make a lot of sense to go with this instead. Yeah, that's cool. Now, the next one is for when you're actually trying to talk back to the real world, not our yeah. uh, geocachers on the trail, and that's the Delorme in reach. Okay. Now, for the geocachers, I like that SE model because it, it's a little cheaper than the uh, full-blown uh, uh, Explorer version. Right. And right. we don't really need the GPS most of the time. So for True. $300, mm-hmm. you get this uh, handheld unit that does have the GPS built in, just don't try to go caching with it. It doesn't work very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, the lo- GPS right. works well, but you don't have the maps and you know, nah. but it's, it's a, really designed as a two way communicator. Right. Right. So you can send and receive messages using either the keypad on the device, which is just, you know, those stupid little arrows and moving around a keypad. So it's not much fun, or you can use your phone to actually send and receive the uh, messages that way. You're limited to 160 characters, so kind of like you know, working with a, a real text message. Doesn't it's not text messaging though. This is not hmm. SMS. It has its own system, but it does allow you to send and receive messages to someone on a computer or on the app on another device. So it's a nice way to just talk back and forth. But the most important thing is you can right from the device hit an SOS button and interact with their geo service and they can send out search and rescue very cool this is a great item yeah yeah so if you're if you're boating if you're uh, hiking in the back country this is one of those things you really want to have not yeah. necessarily the in reach you know there are other uh, personal locator beacons mm-hmm. but this one gives you that advantage of having the two-way messaging so it's really nice to just uh, text back to the uh, family at home and say hey you know i got here everything's okay and then they can, you know, sit down for dinner without worrying that sure. you, you fell down a cliff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, this is uh this is perfect for that. Um now you, you do have a monthly service charge with almost all of these locator beacons. So keep that in mind if you are gonna give it as a gift. Yeah, so it has the Earthmate app, but yet like you said, it's not really you're not geocaching with it, but yeah, you're still geocaching from the phone yeah. or from your GPSR. But you have communication that you exactly that you you know. There's times when oh, you know, like you know, um, I hear from you know Memphis Mafia all the time. You know, it's like you know we we've got GPS, but yet what are we going to do now? As far as if we needed to communicate with someone, we're we're out of range completely from anything. Yeah, have, yeah. yeah. So. And that happens on the Great Lakes a lot of the times. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of the boaters love these things. You know, That's a lot of true. the boaters tend to go with a cheaper one. And if you're really into this, we just did a show on Geo Gearheads uh, mm-hmm. about uh, GPSRs and included a bunch of the locator beacons. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, a different series of beacons that doesn't require the service, but it's good for one-time use. Right, but you're not going to. But if you wanted to include the text you're going to need something like this. Absolutely. And all, all those ones do is you push the button and they send out the uh, search and rescue team. That's it. There's nothing else. Right. So, you know, there, there are other options. Each has its advantages and disadvantages, 
But this one is the one that I really like for geocachers because of that two-way messaging. Yeah. But now I think it's time to move on to something a little bit more entertaining. Yes, the photos. Yes, and I think everyone knows that I kind of really like the 360 thing, even though it's not quite ready with my Theta S that I've grabbed. Yeah, but still. Nikon came out with a Key Mission 360. Fascinating, yes. This one, I've I've only seen the dummies uh, and the video that comes off of these things. Right. It is so much better than what I get off my Theta S, and the key reason for that is this does 4K 360 videos while my Theta S does 1080 and honestly it's not even 1080 it's like a 986 or something like that yeah Yeah. and i don't think that this is true 4k it's just saving it to the 4k format oh okay gotcha because because it's the uh 360 it has to be twice as wide as it is tall oh gotcha so they have to basically pillar box it that makes sense Uh, so yeah, you, you've got uh, probably not quite 4K in here, but having all of that extra data really makes a difference if you're actually going to view this in something like a Google Cardboard environment. Right. And I do have a bunch of videos from the Theta S on YouTube under my personal account from like the zoo. I did. I tried, one of the first things I did was a geocaching video. Because uh-huh. my dream is to take something like this key mission, which is actually better than Theta S because it's designed more as an action camera. Right. Mount it like on the shoulder kind of thing, you know, just even better, you know, have a couple feet over your shoulder. Right. So that you get the feeling of being along as part of the caching party while you're going to try to find these caches. Right. And you know, this is this is becoming this is becoming popular. I mean it really is. Yeah. You, you see this uh, uh pop you know or you see this option starting to show up on things, you know is this 360? Even on YouTube, uh, it asks yeah, YouTube you. YouTube is the uh, big one that's uh, been doing it for a while, but even Facebook has jumped into this now. Right. And both of them have their own designs for these really big, nasty 360 cameras. Right. Whereas this, this one's one, not bad. No, this is a tiny little thing. It's two cameras, one on the front, one on the back with a big fisheye lens. Cool. So it's nice and easy and relatively inexpensive at $500. I think the one that... Uh, uh, GoPro and uh-huh. uh, YouTube did right. is somewhere in the $40,000 range. Oh my goodness. You're kidding me. No. Wow. Not at all. So, you know, you can get into some really big expensive rigs. Yeah. They're going to do a better job by far than this thing can. Well, that's but professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this thing is just so cool because it is Maybe something that do. you can take, throw over your shoulder, throw it on the uh, car and it there. They're getting a feeling of what it's like to be in there. They can pan around and look. But the problem that I had when I did that first geocaching video is because it's only 1080, when I spot the cache, you can't even see it in the video, even if you know right where it is. Right. You have to wait until I move the camera like almost next to it before you Mm -hmm. can see it. Because of the just the design. Well, well, it's so low resolution that 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 stands out to us in the real world is very, very tiny. So... I, I really wanted to have one of those experiences where you're walking out there with the uh, VR style camera like this. Yeah. You're looking around. I can't find the cache and everyone's screaming. It's right over there. It's right over there. <laughs> it's right there. But it's yeah, even at the 4k, I don't know that that's going to work. I'd love to get my hands on one of these and actually give it a whirl. But if $500 is a little steep mm. and I got other things that are priorities. Yeah. But still, 
Yeah, and it does do the 24 megapixel stills. I love those, uh, especially if you're doing like any kind of work on your house. Oh, those are true. awesome for the before and after photos. Yes. So keep that in mind. Uh, if someone's got a new house that they're working on, there's a good excuse for buying one. Absolutely. I agree and it does that. have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth so that you connect it to the phone. You can do the uh, controls. And that's awesome being able to put the uh, camera on like a tripod, walk out of the room, take the picture. But more importantly, you've got that preview to the phone because almost none of these cameras have a screen because it's a 360. Right. <laughs> There's nowhere to put a screen. So right. you have to get your preview off the uh, phone. So that's how you get those previews. Yeah, that makes sense. Mentions that it's wa waterproof, shockproof, and freeze proof. No additional housing, which is kind of cool. If you're yeah. like, using it for, I guess you could use it for skiing like they do with GoPros, do you think? Uh, absolutely. That's their market with this is the action cameras. They're trying to get that full 360 with the action cameras. They've got a bunch of demo videos with people doing all kinds of crazy Biking, things, yeah. mounting it to the bikes and doing the backflips during the uh, mountain right. bike trials. You know, it's all right. that kind of good stuff. Snowboarding, all that great stuff. Yeah, those, yeah. those are cool videos. They're, they yeah. are, they're, they're kind of mesmerizing. They really and are. imagine that in 360 and how sick you're going to get. Oh, well, I but like that. It's, it's yeah. going to be worth it. <laughs> I, I I like that kind of thing. Like uh, if you ever go to like a, 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 well, we have like Omnimax in Fort Worth and it's different than a, it's different than the regular. Um, IMAX? Yes, yeah, different than IMAX because it's on the, it's on a, it's in a, um, a dome. So it's almost a, it's an IMAX that surrounds you. Yeah. So yeah. those are kind of cool because it's a half dome. And so instead of it just being a flat uh, IMAX in front of you, which is cool in itself, but yet in this case, you got it sort of around you. I know a lot of people have can kind of issues with the, you get a little motion sick with all that, but. Uh, Absolutely. And but, you, know, you have to have to really appreciate it. Something like a, a Google cardboard, which you can get for probably about 10 bucks to throw your phone in there. But even just with your phone, it's really impressive because you can hold your phone up with like the YouTube app and just pan around. So it is pretty cool. But another good uh, analogy is uh, if anyone's ever been to any of the Disney parks, yep. there's almost always one of their circle vision uh, theaters. And this is essentially circle vision for home use. Yeah. yeah you know, Epcot, uh, first one that comes to mind is the Canada, the Canada yep. mission or Canada um, uh, country. The, right. Uh, that so they've been that. doing these uh, 360 videos except they were filmed mm -hmm. since the fifties. Wow. It's been that long. So this is, yeah, this is not that new and it's, it's gotten so much easier to do with electronics and with film. Cause can you imagine mm. trying to take, I think they were using 18 cameras and trying to get those <laughs> seams to match and not give you any kind of uh, distortion as it goes around the corners. Right. So right. by having that electronic, it makes it so much easier. Oh yeah. Digital. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Well, we can talk about that one all night. Let's, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> yep, let's move on to a cheaper uh, option for the geocachers, and that's the Lumix DMC uh, TS30, which is essentially the same camera that I've had for years. Don't use it as much as I want to, uh, but it's that shockproof, freeze-proof, still camera. does do video, but I don't recommend it because it's only 720p video. But it does have the zoom. It's a 16 megapixel camera. So it's going to be a lot better than using your 
cell phone, especially if you've got it in a case. Right, right. Which, you know, let's face it, we're still going to want to do that with our cell phones, even if they are IPX7, because mm-hmm. the IPX7 isn't at nearly as good as like this thing is. And if you're going to go and smash it on a rock, IPX7 isn't going to help. <laughs> so right, yes. This thing is going to solve that gap for you. You've got the ability to take good quality photos, not as good as like your uh, uh, better point and shoot cameras. I will warn people right now, it's still going to be a little bit less uh, sharp because of the uh, work that they have to do to harden the uh, lenses in these things. Right. Well, you're sacrificing a little bit, but you're, but you're getting something in, in return. So it's really worth it. Absolutely. The- and it's, it's an underwater camera. So if you're going to go scuba diving, you know, you, you can't take it that far down. I want to say it was like uh, uh, 20 feet or so. See if we can get the specimen. Yeah, we'll take a look because you got that uh, right up here. But it's great for like the uh, snorkelers. You can take it out and do that kind of stuff uh, with no problems at all. It has your optical stabilization of the lenses. So that jitter kind of goes away at $180. And it's a lot cheaper if you actually look for it online. You know, even uh, the uh, Panasonic website is advertising as $140 right now. And I want to say I've seen it for right around that $100 mark. So you can take this thing out with you, not have to worry about it. Because uh, it's, you know, if one, if it gets beaten up, it's only $100, not your $600 phone or your uh, better maybe a DSLR or something. It's a, it's a nice small camera that's uh, pocketable. And right, it's yeah. going to give you a pretty good image, certainly better than you're going to get off of your uh, cell phone or your smashed DSLR. Yeah. And if you, there's a note here about if you do fill up your car, your SD card, it will, uh, does have a little bit of onboard uh, storage. So, yeah, not really enough to do much with. Just in case, just in case yeah, you run it, out. It's a backup for, you know, backup, sure. oops, uh, you know, I have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Yes, we're. Well, it's good if you're like real close to the end and you're like, ah, I just need, I just need like, I need to take just four or five more photos. So it gives you like an emergency there, but uh, let's do some time-lapse, time-lapse fo- shooting. Sure. It's always kind of fun. Yeah. Not, uh, not necessarily something you want to be doing uh, with your uh, uh, camera as you're geocaching, no. but that can be a lot of fun if you uh, mount it like to your bike and go out uh, uh, caching by bike. Time lapses are awesome to look at when you're done. Yeah. That's a, that's look, a, I found a hundred caches in ten minutes. <laughs> Speed it up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Um, now, know, for I, cameras I, that geocachers are really going to like, that's what my next pick is all about. All right. I've never used one of these things, but boy, I really want to get my hands on this one as well. It's the <laughs> Ryobi PhoneWorks Inspection Scope. This is interesting. So it's one of those cameras on the little snake that you can feed down into the hole that even has a little LED on the top. Oh, that is awesome. Inspect hidden spaces with more confidence and functionality than you ever before. So if you want to see if there's a spider down that hole, right. this is the way to do it. <laughs> it has a 10-foot range from the phone, but there is a holder on the phone or on the camera so that you can just clip your uh, uh, phone right in there. No, I'm not sure how it goes if you have something as big as like the Note or the Pixel XL. Mm-hmm, My yeah. guess is it's not going to fit in that clip. Looks fairly adjustable, but yeah, I don't think it's going to go that. It's not that adjustable. It doesn't look like Yeah, it. exactly. So this thing 
you know, you can stick it down into the water and see what's under, you know, that rock, whatever you need to do. It's, it's got it. You know, you can't stick the end out cause that's where the radio actually is. All right. Not the end, but the, the handle, yeah. cause that's where the radio is. And you start, uh, uh, you know, diffusing that signal and wouldn't be able to see, but, but it does have the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera's on the end of that snake. So you can stick it into all those little holes. It's got the uh, Wi-Fi, So you use the phone again as your viewfinder. But it also does let you record. So yeah. if you wanted to record and show somebody, yeah, look, it's there. See, right there. <laughs> Send them the video and boast that they're just being, you know, a little bit bad. Right. Or, you know, if you've got that cool uh, spider that's a, trying to attack it, record it and send it to uh, all your friends and see, look what I just avoided. And at $68, I, yeah. I think that's worth avoiding a spider bite. Exactly. Yeah, they mentioned things like plumbing projects, maintenance repair projects. Right. Well, it's Ryobi. It's a home tool. It's sold yeah. at Home Depot. You know, that's where they want you to go with that. Uh, but, but, but it's just a nice, cheap toy to play with. You know, it's yeah. not that cheap at $68. But they do have a whole line of these products. They do. This is the one that really struck me as something that geocachers would want to play oh, with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's perfect for, for, for geocaching great item to, to have, you know, cause there's, there are plenty of times that we've all, I guarantee you there've been more than, I don't know how many times, multiple times when our little group is trying to get the iPhone, like just perfectly in, in over the hole to get the camera to work. So you can look down at it. Is the, is well, and the, who carries a mirror with them anymore? Right. You've got the phone with a front facing camera. You don't need the mirror anymore. Well, this right. goes that next step better. You know, what's up that hole? I don't know. Let's just feed this in. Yeah. And I do have an old inspection camera that I picked up cheap, not this cheap, but cheap with the uh, uh, little uh, wireless monitor and everything. I've used it like twice on a geocaching uh, trip and it was, you know, it, it, it didn't work so well because the batteries weren't charged or, you know, this, that, or the next thing. But this thing is so much smaller and more compact that it's something, you know, that, that, inspection camera i had right now it's a case you know so it's like a drill tool you know cordless drill tool kind of case size this thing is a lot smaller it's something that you can roll up and throw in a good size cash bag maybe not you know your smaller grab and go cash bag but certainly something you can Mm -hmm. put on the backpack and there's certain caches around that we we tend to find uh (laughs) we're always we're this would be perfect because there are plenty of times when we're like did somebody drop it is it down in there do we need to take a magnet down in there or are we just wasting our time you know you can put this down there and check it so awesome I like it. well let's move on to another camera that i really 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 want to try especially <laughs> especially for the periscopers i think they're going to be drilling over this thing oh yes and it's the dji phantom 4 well, yeah, it's, it's a drone, but it's also a 4K video camera. That's awesome. And the cool thing is with the Phantom 4, they have a whole bunch of cameras on this thing in addition to that 4K camera that's hanging off the bottom. Right. So that it can do obstacle avoidance. And the really cool thing is, and I haven't heard how it really works since it was released, uh-huh. but it's supposed to uh, let you set up your shot, hit a button, and do subject tracking so set this thing up hit the button switch to periscope and you have your aerial view while you periscope (laughs) that's that's sweet 
<laughs> or as you're walking through the woods, this thing is smart enough because of all those cameras around the outside that it's going to avoid those trees. So how cool is this for us geocachers? It is awesome. You know, do a bike trip. You get that uh, uh, follow footage It'll with follow the you. aerial camera. It, I, I really want one of these things. It's not as bad as you might expect. Uh, yeah. and I didn't put the price in here because I've seen a, a variety of different uh, pricing, anywhere from about $1,000 all the way up to about $1,500. And I want to say $1,500 is list on it. Let's see what we've got. Yeah, uh, Phantom Four Pro is fifteen hundred, but you you could get, you could get away with maybe one of these other ones down here, maybe. Well, yeah, the Phantom itself is the one that you're. The Phantom Four is one you're looking for. You don't really want the Pro, right? See, this one Pro is mm-hmm. like the one for the videographer, so it's twelve hundred dollars for this one. Twelve hundred, which is down. It's they've they've knocked the price down two hundred dollars. So, oh, fourteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been right. marked down a little bit. So that's good though. That's a uh, you know, and you know this is something I think Joshua. Johnson's going to buy one and needs to buy one of these because we need to start having vloggers uh, doing drones. It's, it's imperative. I think. I, I think this is still <laughs> going to be a lot more work than your average uh, uh, vlogger can afford. I know. Uh, you know it, it's it, even though it's now a lot easier where it's, you know, get it up there, put the button. Well, that's still like 10, 15 minutes of time that you're mm-hmm. putting into your uh, uh, footage. Sure. That could be done uh, or could be spent with other things and you still have to charge it. You still have to deal with the uh, batteries and everything. But I really, really want one. (laughs) I've wanted one for a long time. There's a Phantom 3 standard. I don't know if it's any, you know, we haven't read the reviews on that guy. But the Phantom 3 is a great camera, but uh, well, great drone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it does let you do the streaming, but you still have to control it. Oh, right. You, it doesn't do the tracking that the uh, four does, and it doesn't have the obstacle right. avoidance. So you're really so, going to require another person if you're going to try exactly. to do it the other way. Yeah. So but yeah. It's, you can get it for five, around 500. So again. Well, and uh, even less if you uh, start looking at the uh, refurbs and you know, yeah. used. I've seen uh, some of these things used for uh, about $150. I don't know that they're actually like uh, usable in that kind of shape, but uh, if you're looking risk. for, yeah, if you're looking for the drones, mm-hmm. give them a shot. Cause uh, you know, if you're looking to play with a drone, yep. you're not going to really like the Phantom four from what I understand. You're going to want more like the three they have uh, inspire. They have a number of them, but those are the ones that you actually fly. The four really is designed more to get you out and, uh, uh, shooting rather than out and flying. Right, right. And then finally, we're going to talk about uh, 3D printing. Uh, now, is this uh, is this a 3D printer you would like to get? Because you have a 3, 3D well, printer that's, now, right? Yeah, this is a different 3D printer. This is the okay. one that's the same type of 3D printer from a different manufacturer. Okay. And 3D printers, for the most part, are open source designs. So there's a few different base designs that everyone is building. This one comes from the Prusa i3. It's a very simple printer that was designed to be cheap to build. By simple, I don't mean simple to operate. We're going to get into a whole show on GeoGearheads in a couple of weeks talking about 3D printers and what you really need to know to get into it. Oh, good. Yes, I've I'll had put that on my, list my 3D printer for about two months and I've not gotten a whole lot of stuff out of it. 
because I'm always dealing with this problem or that problem. The manufacturer has to send me mm-hmm. a couple more parts to fix some things that uh, apparently broke in either storage or in shipping. Oh, no. So I've been having issues all over the place trying to get uh, parts to print right. Mm -hmm. But I have gotten some really good prints out of it. I've had to make some upgrades to make it a little easier for myself. You know, this is not the kind of stuff you can just jump into and expect to get really good quality prints out of it yet. However, it's a lot of fun to uh, play with these. If you're at all that like uh, motorhead kind who like to tinker with cars, this is going to really appeal to you, you know, the early days of uh, building a computer. Same thing. This is very much like that kind of time frame. Right. And then um this is did you did you talk to um um is this one that that you worked off from Jeff or do, do, the one you got? What, what, did, well, the one that I have is the Mal Malyan uh M150 which uh um C Nelson actually recommended to me which is how i found it okay. and i got it for under two hundred dollars oh okay. just had a sale on that one uh over uh, uh the cyber weekend kind of thing yeah for 170 dollars this mono price that i just uh, uh recommended yeah one of the reasons i like mono price over the malyan is it's available on amazon and you get support from the u.s oh gotcha right so for those of us Looking at something that might be a gift, I would say the mono price is probably a better unit. And I like some of the construction choices they made better than the, the Malian. I like some of the stuff on the Malian better than the mono price. And I actually uh, bought one of these things as a second printer, and I had to send it back because oh, no. it's bed fried on me uh, while I was oh. getting it set up. Uh, I got like one print off of it and then the bed fried. So you had some bad luck. Man. I have not had good luck with the, and the funny thing is they all came from the same carrier. Hmm. Uh, hmm. What does this tell me? Yeah. About UPS for shipping 3d printers. Uh, sure. They're trash. The- no, <laughs> but I I did get another one of these. My sister and I went in to get one for my parents mm-hmm. because my yeah. parents were super excited when they found out that I had a 3D printer and <laughs> were learning to uh, play with it. Right. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be their uh, holiday present, and I'm sure I'm going to be doing a lot of tech support for them. Yeah. Well, you already do all their tech support, Daryl. What are you talking about? No, I don't actually because my, <laughs> my dad is in IT. Yeah, that's true. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but still, uh, uh, it's fun for you, you know, to, to be a part of it. Um, oh, absolutely. And you know, 3d printing is a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, I, I don't know the first thing about doing models, so I'm just grabbing everything off yeah, Thingiverse. Show us some of those. And yeah. I, this is, this is the one that I've been playing with the most mm-hmm. It's for any of you familiar with monkey puzzles. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. They call them labyrinth boxes on the uh, Thingiverse and someone has this really cool routine for this inner tube mm-hmm. that you put it into open SCAD and you can actually design your own. Oh, uh, maze really? Interesting. In an ASCII file. Okay. And then it will generate the maze. So you just have this top part that you yep. have to print. You print the bottom part and it goes together and you're all set. You've got yourself a nice <laughs> little uh, labyrinth maze. I've got one of them out there that I gave to a, a geocaching friend as a test. Mm-hmm. It's gotten such rave reviews, even though it's really, really hard to do. 
Wow. <laughs> so wow. It, it's just really cool because you can, you know, I took the uh, geocaching yeah. uh, text, threw it on the side it's with outside. Tinkercad. Yeah. yeah I've, I've got so much that I want to print and so little printer time available right now to do it in. Well, I know. Well, get the holidays coming up, but uh, yep, maybe you have yep. some time. Well, and I, I really want to get a whole bunch of these done yeah. and take them to my uh, local uh, New Year's Day event. Oh, yeah. Perfect. A raffle table. Oh, yes. That'd be awesome. And that way I get to find them. <laughs> right. You, it, <laughs> you get double the fun. You make it to make it, and then you get to go find it. That's awesome. Exactly. And I, I put a clean log in here, right in the rain log with yep. a little pencil. You know, it, it's ready to go. All I have to do is uh, chuck it in that guardrail or whatever. <laughs> now, that That's my big worry. And we'll talk about that more on the uh, Geo Gearhead yeah. show. But uh, waterproofing of this is a PLA. Right. And PLA right. is the corn-based stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, that gets a little bit trickier. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we, uh, I look forward to that. Uh, we look forward to that show for the, that, that particular. I, I, I'm a Geo Gearhead junkie. So, But for those that are very interested in the 3d printed part definitely don't miss uh, that show do you know what number that one is or do you not know yet uh off the top of my head i want to say it's 159 and we've got Antaeus c nelson um shermanator 18 chris and myself who are going to be on okay so we've got a nice big panel two of us uh, know what we're doing and three of us are <laughs> kind of new, new to it that's okay though that's that's awesome well daryl thank you so much for being on for this hour um it has been fun, and there's uh, Deborah there for the for six o'clock hour. Hey, Deborah. Hey, can y'all hear me? Okay. Yes, we're gonna talk. Right. We're gonna talk some good farm stuff here in a minute. So we're gonna go from gadgets to back on the farm. So that's right. <laughs> hey, there's plenty of tech on the farm. There is plenty of tech on the you farm. Bet, You're right. You <laughs> exactly, and so uh, that'll be fun. So that's coming up. Well, let's let's wrap up uh, the five o'clock hour. So um, again. Daryl, thank you so much for, for being on and for uh, all of your support for the show. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I tell people I was, uh, when I first was starting Geocache Talk and I thought, show number one, who do I want to have on for show number one? It was no question. Daryl is my first choice is uh, for all the reasons I mentioned and we talked about on the show. But again, uh, Daryl, thank you so much. So, well, we hope it's been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I love catching up again. We've got to get uh, you on our show again at some point. Yeah. I love, I love being on geo gear heads. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I love the randomized shows, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely come up with something. It'd be great. Um, so again, we hope, uh, everyone enjoyed, uh, hour number two. Uh, please email me your comments at, uh, geocache talk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, places. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. So until next hour, which will be here in a couple minutes, <laughs> don't just talk about geocaching. Do what Daryl does and go buy some cool gadgets and then go geocaching. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Thanks, everybody. Bye.